A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad, so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly, he remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We see in today's Gospel a common theme that is repeated again and again throughout Mark's particular Gospel. It's common to all the Gospels, but Mark's Gospel focuses in on it particularly, and that is known as the Messianic Secret. That again and again, whenever Jesus heals somebody, he commands them to not tell anyone, to not make the matter known publicly. And then also, even whenever the demons begin to speak out that he is the Son of God, we hear again Jesus rebuke them and silence them. So again and again, we see Jesus, for some reason, seek to silence who he truly is, to seek to ultimately keep secret his identity. And there's been a lot of debate among saints and scholars of the centuries about what exactly that is about. But I think in today's gospel we can begin to get a particular insight because there's a particular feature that I find fascinating in this passage. Because as we heard in the book of Leviticus, lepers were to be outcast. They were to be kept out of the community, the camp, the town. They were to be remain outside. And so whenever this leper comes to Jesus, he would have had to have subscribed to that same prescription from the Mosaic law, that he had to dwell outside, that he had to be shunned. And so we see this man who's shunned come to Jesus. And Jesus, in healing him, now allows him to be restored to his community allows him to be part of, allows him to ultimately reunite with perhaps those who he loves. But then, what do we see happen? Whenever Jesus tells him to tell no one, and this man disobeys that particular order, because it's fascinating that it actually says he warned him sternly. Jesus didn't say, like, oh, kind of keep it secret. It's like, no, this is top secret stuff. Don't tell anyone. And yet he goes and tells him. And then what happens as a result of that particular disobedience to Jesus? be here. It was impossible for Jesus to enter a town. The leper starts out as the outcast and can be united, and then at the end of this passage, we see now Jesus is now the outcast. He is unable to enter a town. He is the one who must dwell outside. And so we see this as a sort of indication of part of the reason as to why Jesus did not want himself to be made openly. Because why was that? It seems, and from what I understand, is ultimately that Jesus wants to be met individually. 
He wants to have a personal encounter with people. He wants to encounter them as they are, in their brokenness and their weakness. And now that this whole matter has been publicized, we now begin to see the issues arise with a misunderstanding of who Jesus is. Because as people begin coming to him, they begin to misinterpret who he is. We hear signs demanding of them, do a trick for us. He's now a celebrity. It's not who he came to be. We'll even see after he feeds the 3,000 and the 5,000, we'll see people want to carry him off and make him king. This man can magically make food appear for us. Who doesn't like that? And then we'll even see an intimation that perhaps Judas Iscariot and other Jews thought that Jesus was going to be some sort of political leader, that he was going to cause a military uprising, lead it, overthrow the Romans and establish a Jewish empire. We see this misinterpretation of who Jesus truly is begin because of this not keeping the messianic secret. And I think it's a lesson for us because Jesus also wants to meet each and every one of us in a personal way. He wants to have a personal encounter with you, with me, with each and every one of us. You are unique, unrepeatable, lovable in a way that no one else is. And so what I think Mark is trying to show us and what Jesus means by his messianic secret It's ultimately for a true encounter. He wants to meet persons, not crowds. In the same way, he wants to meet you. He wants to encounter you on a deeper level. He wants your love for him to deepen and also for you to understand how deep his love for you goes. I perhaps would compare it in this way, that an encouragement to all of you. That for those of you who are married, that something that I've heard married couples say that a way for them to deepen their love for one another is to go back to what's so infatuated, fascinated, the reason why they love their spouse in the first place, that first love. Not to just simply recapture a feeling as that's impossible, but to rediscover the mystery of the person that they've been blessed to share their life with. That whenever spouses go back to that moment, then there's a springboard to go deeper. One of my favorite things that the rite of marriage emphasizes is to love and to honor, to honor. I often tell couples, I think that means to put each other on mutual pedestals. Oh my gosh, I get to spend my life with this person. They're amazing, beautiful. They're mine in some way. And that becomes a springboard for them to then just see in more and more. Yes, obviously, we'll have our quirks and faults. But nonetheless, to stand in wonder of the person that one is blessed to spend their life with. And there's a similar thing whenever it comes to a relationship with the Lord. I would encourage you to go back to that point at which you fell in love with him. Which you first encountered Jesus as Savior, as your friend, as your God. To go back to that moment as a springboard to go deeper, to not simply encapsulate a moment, but instead to go deeper and to see something you've never seen before in him. Because he's 
like any other person, but he's God, and so he's infinite, and so there's always more. There's always more beauty, more grace, more to be amazed at whenever we become true friends of Jesus Christ. And that's why we go back to the ways in which Jesus misinterpreted, or Jesus is misinterpreted by others. We can then also learn a lesson for ourselves, because we can often, often have a calcified, an ossified, a hardened image of who he is. He's this picture I have of him in my mind. He's this particular attribute. And so the danger in ultimately not encountering him as a person, as our Savior, as our friend, as our God, and just simply as whatever we want to make him into, is that we miss the mystery and the beauty of the person of Jesus Christ and who he truly is. In seminary, my thesis director for my master's thesis, I was doing it on Martin Luther, and he joked with me once that many of the reformers, Martin Luther in particular, looked at the Gospels to try and find out who Jesus was. And very interestingly, he looked there, and what he found him to be was a 16th century German man. That is, basically, what everybody around them was. They had made him into an image of their particular time and place. We have to be very careful of simplifying Jesus in that way in our own lives. Because it's not just simply that he's more complicated than that. It's because he is timeless. Jesus Christ is the same today, tomorrow, and forever. He always has been. He always will be. And so he transcends our current experience. And thank God for that. Thank God for that because it allows us to always go deeper. That we can always be loved more deeply by him. And I think that's a beautiful thing about allowing ourselves to see more of him. Is that he reveals more of us. The mystery that each and every one of us is. The beauty, the uniqueness that each of us have. Jesus reveals more and more of that as we become deeper and better friends of his. He desires to know you. He desires to love you. He desires to see you. This is who Jesus truly is. This is the reason for the messianic secret, because he wants to encounter us individually, personally, uniquely. So I want to encourage you to encounter him in that way especially here in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, the prayers of the Mass, and also in the Gospels. It's not a story. It's a person. Jesus still wants to relate to us today. He wants to relate to us for the rest of our lives. So today, we ask the Lord for the grace to encounter him as our Savior, our friend, and our God.